Karen. What's up, Rad Dads? Welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. And we are in studio tonight. Yes, we love you too. What's up, Rob? How you doing, Sal? Oh, I'm just doing peachy. We didn't get the five inches of snow that they forecasted. Five inches is what they were saying? Yeah, they were, uh, well, initially it was like two to five. They were heavy on the five, and then it went down to two inches, and then it went down to, oh, just maybe a dusting. <laughs> that was quick. You got to love that, huh? Hey, thank God we didn't get any buffalo snow. That is insane. Is that a new type of snow? 96 inches? When? Dude, now? really? Now? No, weeks ago. Oh, yeah, the six foot they got? Yeah. yeah that was nuts. Holy that was nuts. fuck. They, they canceled the Buffalo Bills game. And then, dude, it just got progressively worse from there. What do you do with all that snow? Dude, you open your front door and you got seven feet of snow in your face. What the fuck do you do? You just shut the door and go back inside until <laughs> <laughs> it fucking melts. Or you just dive into it and just start tunneling out? First of all, you got to go get the shovels. Oh. So what are, you, what are you tunneling with, your hands? <laughs> Babe, get me a spatula. <laughs> bring, bring me the tablespoon. <laughs> Give me, give me a torch. I'm gonna burn my way through. Oh wait, hold on. This is a good cooler. Stick the bottles of beer in here, honey. <laughs> but dude, seriously, what do you do at 96? Oh, Just- speak of that. Oh my god. So I was listening to the radio. I don't. Li- I listen to the radio on and off. And one guy goes. He was on a country station. He goes. I love this weather. I drink less ice. I leave my whiskey outside, and it cools. <laughs> I was, like, was pulling down the street. I started laughing. I was like, I was. Incredibly but, funny. But hold on, that guy doesn't own a refrigerator or a freezer? No, he drinks less <laughs> ice during the winter. Because, you, you know, it makes sense, though. During the winter, it's cold. Whiskey warms you up. So why would you I guess. Why would you put ice in it? True, true, true. And then during the summer, you want, like, a little bit of colder drink, so you put a little ice in it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, but dude, even, like, could you imagine if we had 96 inches of snow in this town? Where the fuck would it go? I know where I'd be putting mine. <laughs> right down the stream. Right. Keep flowing, baby. <laughs> Kids would get a raft and go right down. I remember when, uh, uh, was it the 90s, mid-90s? We had some bad snow, and uh, they were dumping it in the river. They had nowhere to put it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would. They were just right in. Keep bringing it, boys, as much you, as you can. You know where they would be pushing it in? Uh, probably into the pond in front of your house. You think so? Yeah, I think in some cases they would. Well, yeah, I guess the one side they could. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. Maybe pile it up in some of the parks, wait till it melts. Possibly. Make, I mean, it's going to flood. Some, make some big mountains, yeah. montañas. It's going to flood, though. <laughs> Snow tubing. That's crazy. I wonder how long they were shut down for, because you can't even plan for that. Stores, yeah. food shopping. What do you do? You hunker down. You eat those. You eat those canned beans. I tell you. I tell you one thing. People had some fucking flashbacks from back in the forties and fifties of this snow. Really? Back then, everybody once it snowed, you're snowed in, right? They didn't have the same equipment that we have today to clear to clear the roads. How many people from the forties and fifties are still alive? Plenty. My parents are still alive. Forties, forties, sixty. That's eighty-three. Yeah, I guess no, so. no. Sorry, my father's seventy. Seventy-six. 
Yeah. Well, my neighbor's 100 so and, my, my neighbor's 102. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, <laughs> so, he ain't fucking shoveling, though. <laughs> no, I do his driveway. So what's the uh, topic at hand tonight? That is a very good question, Rob. We have many topics, right? I, oh, no. No, no. It's no a, we're doing it, one topic. Yes, it's a, it's a one topic. How to become a better husband, father, and sibling. You changed it. I did? Yeah. What was it going to be? I don't remember. Yes, it wasn't see? father. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't father. So how do you know I, how do you know I changed it? You <laughs> fucking cocksucker. It wasn't father, you husband, and top. sibling. Uh, fa- father, husband, and friend? Father, husband, and brother? Father, know. husband, and... I don't know. Just keep naming them off and we'll get there eventually. It's all right. <laughs> how to be a, be- a better father, husband, and grandson? <laughs> and cousin. Show, show up to help your grandfather, you fucking jerk off. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, he actually did. Uh, he put a uh, when we got that that major flood mm, last no year and a half ago. Yeah, two years ago when I got the river in my backyard. Yeah, the days following, uh, he was in the basement cutting in a cutting in a uh, uh, sump pump. In yours? No. Oh, his, his grandfather's. Oh, you should tell him come over and help you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put that fucking hideous uh, water system in my basement. Every time I go in the basement, I just I want to vomit. It works though, right? I don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen any water, have you? No. Then it works. I guess. <laughs> well, the pipes that they that they put into the sumps are dry. There you go. No. <laughs> that means I haven't gotten any fucking water. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. So it was either going to be I don't spend the money and I don't do the the, the French drains and and I'm going to continue to get this fucking water and and annoy the shit out of me. Or I spend the money, I do the French drains, and I'll never it'll I'll never get a drop of water again. And guess what happened? You never got a drop of water again. It's all coming from the ground. The the sump's running. I hear it running. Yeah. It spits out quite a bit, but it's all coming from the ground. That that fucking six foot barrel that they sunk in the ground. That's where it's coming in from. Nice. Not not the pipes that come up top. So yes, how to become a better husband, father. And and lover, is that one? Was that the one you were talking about? I have no idea, but you keep changing it. <laughs> Let's start with father. How do you become a better father? Zach? How to become a better father? You know, Rob, you put me on the spot here. So, uh, well, y- you spend time with your kids, right? That's how you become a better father. You be you you be the listener, the consoler, the 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 shoulder you can cry on. But then there's got to be a line where you you mess up, I'm going to have to correct you. Right? Be there for your child. Yes, work is important. Yes, you have to provide. Yes, food over food, uh, roof over your head, food on the table. But if your child is in a sport, you should make every damn effort you can to be at that their games. Or if they're in drama club, be at their plays. Or if they're in chorus... Or in band, you make every damn effort to be there, to watch them, to listen, because that means a lot. That's how you become a better father. I think there is, I mean, that's great. You summed that up in 60 seconds. So this, well, this topic want, will go on for I a want, while. I want your point of view, Rob. So I think there's a, there's a couple of things. I would say communicate effectively, where um, good communication is key to, to a healthy relationship, right? And it's... It's Communication's how, huge. I it, it's no different when it comes to parenting. You have to 
be able to communicate effectively with your children, listen to them. And, you know, there's, there's an old mantra. There's an old saying, Sal, okay? Or an old wives' tale, thank whatever you, you want to say. Thank you, thank you. I like the old wives' tale. But people who cu- communicate effectively listen more than they speak. And it's important that you listen because if you're not listening and you just speak, and there's plenty of people who just do, who just speak. Because they just want to hear themselves. They want to hear themselves and they're not good listeners. One thing that's very important is listening to other people. That's why I listen so patiently to you, Sal. <sighs> and the crowd goes wild. He's got jokes, folks. He's got jokes. I think the other thing, which is, you know, obviously we're looking online, looking at what other people say. But one of the things that really resonates with me is being present, giving your kids the undivided attention. Uh, One thing we do is like um, we'll do game night. Uh, One of my sons is really into doing board games and stuff. So we'll do that. We'll watch movies together, which isn't isn't part of being present, but it's like a family pastime that we enjoy. Um, just sitting down and watching a movie and taking taking a breath, not having you know taking away the phones, paying paying attention, just watching a movie and talking about it. And then um, we do a, a bunch of other stuff. We, you know, we do um, we'll do skiing, we'll do uh, hiking. Everyone loves my hiking trips. They really don't. I hear the missus loves them. No, there's definitely there's <laughs> definitely no. I mean, we we also do like taking a lot of vacations, um, and that's one of the things we're very fond of. You know, going places, even if it's somewhere close, and just getting away for a couple of days and spending time. Yeah, oh, so, spending so, time at with, the end of the day, so. spending time with the kids. Yep, that's huge. I think one of the one of the big things is leading by example. So your kids are going to learn based on what you put forth, and if you are half-assed and not giving it your all or you're not reading and expect them to read, or you're, you know, you work in, you know, I don't, I don't want to say you work a nine to five, but you kind of just do enough to get by. That's what your kids are going to take away from yep. it. That's exactly what they're going to do. And, you know, for me, that that's not, you know, and that's my personality. It's just, it's, that's not enough for me. So when I talk to my kids and I tell them, you know, you always have to give it your all. And I know there's other dads in town who say the same thing. Like, just don't like half-ass it. Give it everything you got. And it's one thing with sports. It's another thing with, you know, it's not just, it doesn't just relate to sports. And I think a lot of people lose that is that a lot of people take that saying as it's more sports and more competitive behavior, but life's life's a competition. So, you know, when you, when you work, no matter what you're working in, you're trying to strive to be the best and, you know, to deliver value to whatever you're doing. And it doesn't have to be corporate America. It could be, you know, a cartoon artist. It could be whatever. You know, you're trying to deliver value, and and in order to do that, you have to put forth your best effort. You got to educate yourself, and that, that's one of the things that I think is important. And I hope my kids take away from from what I show them. Humbling our children is important. What does that mean? I always tell them, and, and my kids don't think that they're they're the greatest in sports. I said, you know, if there is there ever that moment that you have a thought in your mind that you are excellent, you are great, you are better than anyone that is in your presence. So just think there's someone much more better than you. Oh, I think that's, I drive that home all the time. Yeah. So I, you, you got to humble them. That I agree with. You know, it's, I think it's humbling them and making sure that at the end of the day, there are people who are better than you, but you can always strive to be your best. And I think a perfect example is Michael Jordan. And I, I just said, don't use sports, but Michael Jordan, perfect <laughs> example of, he didn't make his high school basketball team and ended up to be debatably the greatest of all time, the best of all time. I mean, it, it, people argue that, but I mean, he is, and he was an incredible competitor and, and he, I mean, everything in his life is, 
you know, he strives to be the best and, and he's very competitive about it. So, you know, it, and that's, that's an example of, you know, he may not have had the talent to be the best, but he put in the work to become the best. A hundred percent. I mean, kids can get wrapped up into that, thinking that they're the best on the team. And that can get to their head. If they start telling everybody on the team, oh, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, you suck, you suck, you suck, I'm the best, I'm the best, without me, you'll be nothing. That affects the whole team. Yeah. That, I mean, they have missed the point of being on the team. That's over their head. Yeah. No, exactly. They have no, they have no desire to help build the team. The best part, so that's where sports differentiates, right, from everything else in life. You know, yes, a lot, in a lot of cases, you're part of a team no matter what, what you're doing. If you're doing engineering, if you're doing IT, if you're doing marketing. Home. Your family. It's home, a team. It's a team, right? You're, you're, you're just a part. You know, the individual parts are not more important than the... The entire component. Yeah, the entire team, right? right? So one individual player does not is not more important than any one team. Like, you know, look at anything. Like, if you put value on one person over anybody else, your team is going to suffer. Yes. And when you're in a team environment, regardless if it's home, sports, work, you have to be one, you have to be humble. You have to know what your role is and you have to contribute. And if you're not contributing, you're hurting the team. If you're half-assing it, you're hurting the team. If you're being egotistical and a bully, you're hurting the team. There's so many, like, you have to play your role and you can't force people into roles. No, people. it'll develop. It will develop and... If you push people into roles like leader, like pushing someone into a lead role when they're not a leader and they're not showing that they're a leader. Leadership quality. Then they shouldn't be in that role, regardless of, of you know, who or what they are. To show compassion, lead, lead through empathy is one of the big things, right, currently is like. You got to help create that foundation. And you know what helps with that? Communication, being present. Yeah. Leading by example. You know what else helps them? Showing them love, either through words, through actions, through physical touch, um, verbal a- affirmations. Wet that, wheelies or noogies? Yes, that helps. Body slamming them. They love that. <laughs> and spending quality time together, right? It's even stupid stuff. Me and my kids have a, a game that we call ball where it's it's essentially a kind of a mocked up football in a small... Like when me and my brother were little, we played knee football. My house, we don't have the the carpeting in in the basement so we play full out football and you have to run to get to the couch or you get you get hit you get balled oh you get well the point <laughs> is to knock the ball out of the hand and recover it so they can't get a touchdown uh, so it's an all out war there's pushing there's shut there's kids flying over ottomans i don't know it happens every man for themselves yeah it's great when dad goes full steam <laughs> everybody everybody oh, yeah. goes flying every and then be flexible, right? Your your ch- children grow so fast. Like I was talking to somebody, uh, same age as me. They had kids who you know were like under five. I was like, man, I can't even imagine that. And then I think back, I was like, that was only a couple of years ago. My kids are eleven and nine now. I, I it's funny because you you dread changing diapers. You dread waking up in the middle of the night, and that's like the worst thing. And then you get them out of diapers. You're like, yes, they're potty trained. Thank God. You get them out of daycare. You're like, yes. I don't have to pay that money anymore. And oh, fuck, now they're in elementary school. What happened? Yeah. It was five years ago. Yep. Now they're in school. Now, like we've said last season, what was it? 75% of the time you spend with your kids is prior to 12 years old. Yep. I don't fucking let my kids go anywhere anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> skewing that statistic. <laughs> fuck that. So, I mean, that's, but so, that's what happens, so right? So enjoy the journey, right? Well, you have Paul, to. Paul, let go. Enjoy the journey. Forget about the destination. Yeah. Enjoy the trip. And the hell tacos. And the hell time. 
but that, but that's the whole thing. You got to be flexible. How you parent is going to change as, as the kids get older, you're going to have to change with how they get through school and how they get through sports, but it's really about encouraging them and having fun. Not every kid's going to be on a travel team. The travel teams aren't even travel teams at this point. Not it's, every kid's going to be into sports. Not you every know, there might be a drama kid. There might be a band kid, you know? And, and well, if not you, in this house, there's no fucking band kid. If you have, my wife tried that, didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have multiple kids, you got to prepare for multiple personalities. So you have to prepare on how to approach your certain child based on their personality. I have three girls, and they have three different personalities. My one daughter, she, she's, she's like, I don't give a fuck. She don't care about anything. You know, she don't care about the drama. She doesn't get involved. You know what she loves? She loves her damn uh, 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 anime. Anime. Oh, my God. She's I so know. into anime. She tells me about so it every time. So into and I was, anime. I always forget that she's not into the anime show I like. And then every time I ask her, she's like, no, I don't watch that. She's like, like that's oh. garbage. <laughs> Grow up, okay. Mr. Bob. Okay. So, I mean, it's that, that's the thing, right? Even my youngest son, he's not really into sports. He plays sports because it's a team atmosphere and he runs around. But I mean, he's not into it. He's, you know what? I just He'd rather go do Ninja Warrior or do mountain climbing. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I'd rather you do that too. If that's what you're into. Mountain climbing. Where's mountain climbing? Uh, oh, rock, what, rock, uh, rock wall climbing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he there's a there's a place, yeah I know where it is. And a couple seventeen, yeah, yeah yeah. There's a couple of them, and he went to a party there. He's like, that's all I want to do. I just want to go and, and do that. I'm like, you'll get you'll get jacked by just by doing yeah. that. It's a workout yeah, in that's itself. That's awesome. So so being a better beer, being a better husband, one one item here requires keeping keep improving your career, and when 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 you say keep improving your career. It's said that if you don't grow, you stagnate. And when it, become, when it comes to family, nothing should be allowed to stagnate. Dad should always be improving their careers and working hard to provide for their family. And I don't disagree. You know, if, if you're in a dead-end job and you know it's a dead-end job, yes, you know, change is, 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 is hard. Some people don't adapt to change uh, well. It, it screws them up. And and if you're comfortable in your job, you're comfortable what you're making, and, and you're just making ends meet, you know, you're stagnant. Let me ask you a question. What's considered a dead-end job? Where there's no more room to grow. Where you've maxed out what you, what you can possibly make, uh, and, and there's no other possible room for growth. That's a dead-end job. Right? Yeah. If there's no room for if there's no room for growth, then why stay? If you are if you hit the ceiling. You know, there's that saying, sky's the limit. If if you if you hit a ceiling, you're in the wrong place. You you got you gotta shift over to, to, to the next phase in your life. Sky's the limit. Keep going. Keep reaching for those stars. You know? Yes, being comfortable is great. Being comfortable is excellent, but if it's for your family, sky's the limit. It's 24 hours in a day. If you need those 24 hours in a day to get, that, that get, get something done, if you're hungry, go for it. I'm always hungry. Are you hungry? Oh, hungry. 
<laughs> was that Sylvester Stallone in one of the movies? Oh, you all were. Uh, <laughs> that I, was in Rocky, I think. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think the, the points, what I said about being a better father, still resonate with being a better husband. Communicate effectively. Be present. Show your love. Lead by example. Be flexible. Because same thing with kids growing up. You're... Your relationship changes. I mean, Sal's been like married for like a hundred years. I feel like, but he's. But I, honestly, from the time 16? I'm sixteen, crazy. So from the time I met my wife to the person I am now are completely two different people. Completely two different people. Person I was five years ago is a different person than who I am now. Person I was yesterday is a completely different person. <laughs> but uh, something you said before, your your lead by example, and and your kids will mimic what you do. So if you sit around and I and I, and I know we we've we spoke about this in another episode because if if you sit around the house and do nothing, your kids are going to see that and they're going to see that that's okay. Guess what? what what's going to happen when they get older? They're going to sit around the house and do nothing. They're going to do nothing. If you're doing chores, if you're helping your wife and you're being affectionate, like I have girls, my wife and I are very affectionate. I help my wife. I cook. I do dishes. I do laundry sometimes. I clean sometimes. Not all the time, but most of the time I cook and, and, and I clean the kitchen. My kids see that, and I'm very affectionate with my wife. My kids see that because I want to show my girls that this is what a man ha- it should be. A man should never lay a hand on a woman. This is what I'm showing my kids that a man should be. That's, and not a guy that sits on the couch, throws his feet up, and say, "Honey, grab me a drink." Honey, grab me this. Honey, I mean, you me do that. that too. So, what are you talking about? When I've busted <laughs> my so when I've busted my ass in the yard, right, and I come inside and I get changed out of my my clothes, my wife will, my wife will help me put my feet up because I'm an old fuck and and I'm, I'm I hurt in a lot of places when I do physical work, and she'll grab me a drink. Listen, we know who's grabbing the drink and who's sitting on the couch relaxing because she did all the work all day. I mean, I know. I know how, how what the roles are in your yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, it, in my house, it's 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 a little different. Like, we, we you know. Split the chores. Split the responsibilities. Split, yeah, we split uh, the chores. We split the responsibilities. I do laundry pretty much 199% of the time. I do the dishes. 90% of the time. Hold on a second. Stop right there. Yeah. Rinsing the dish off and putting it in the dishwasher fucking is doing the not dishes. considered doing the yes, dishes. and putting it no, away. I don't have a fucking dishwasher. Well, that's your problem. Not I mine. washed the dishes. <laughs> I bought a dishwasher to make sure I didn't have to do that. <laughs> so that is not considered doing yes, the dishes. doing the dishes. <laughs> um, and the two minions take out the garbage and the, uh, and the recycling. But it's I, personally, I don't clean and I don't cook. For the most part, my wife does that. I do the dishes and laundry and we split it that way. And then I do everything outside. So, you know, it's, we, we split it. Thank God it's winter time. That's all I can say. Especially no, no outside chores. No outside chores. Except Honey, I got to go stack the wood and light the fire pit. Yeah, that, that's about it. Um, But, you know, for, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's sharing responsibility within the house. It's, you know, when you're, when your spouse has had a bad day, you pick up that responsibility, be it as if you're cooking or if you're ordering out or whatever it is, but taking like taking the load off if someone's has a bad day both ways, either way. Right. Um, but don't, just to add something to that, when your spouse has a bad day, when your partner has a bad day, when your significant other has a bad day, be the listening ear. It, it's not time to say, oh, honey, 
uh, get over it. <laughs> Trust me. Those Sal's learned that lesson. Those words do not work. So be the listening ear. And just to add to that, say I love you often to your wife. If you don't, if that's something that you want to start the first time you say it to your wife, your wife may look at you and say, are you feeling okay? But just saying those words, man, I love you, means a lot. I agree. I do agree. So, Sal, yes, in conclusion, yes, Rob. do you have anything else? Dad lesson. Dad lesson. What's the dad lesson? Be present. I like it. It's like I almost came up with it myself. Be present. When you're at when you're at home, be home. When you're at work, be at work. Someone said that, right? We were on one one call. Yes. Someone said that is like they have to be. I forget who it was, but someone did say that in one of the previous seasons. Is it's very important for you to be present in the situation. Um, and I think in the future we probably talk about, you know, educating our kids about growing up in this digital world, and what that means. And you know, I don't know. It, there's plenty of talk out there, but children and their addiction to these phones and how that's all they do is something that has to be, I I don't want to say it has to be reversed, but it definitely has to be adjusted because every kid I look at when they're walking around, they're all they're glued to their screens. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something we, that's another topic for another day. We will, but we are on to the next part of this episode, Sal. Yes. That's a bunch of fairies coming from, from the, the bourbon fairies yes ladies and gentlemen i was gonna say boys and girls but boys and girls should not be listening to us and i know we do have some mamas out there that listen to us tonight we are wait what's that one tonight we are sipping tasting reviewing cooper's daughter smoked maple bourbon now rob and i had a maple bourbon in the past and oh my god it was no bueno definitely not yes this is much different yes much different so again cooper's daughter smoked maple bourbon uh whiskey finished in smoked maple barrels and i think that's the difference right there they didn't try to make it taste like maple syrup it's just finished in maple barrels. And they did a great job. Uh, alcohol classification is bourbon whiskey. Distillery is Old York Farm. Now, this may sound familiar because last episode, we tasted the Black Walnut. So, same company, Cooper's Daughters. Cooper's Daughter, sorry. Um, 80% uh, uh, proof. 40% alcohol by volume. Uh, I'm sorry, 80 proof, 40% alcohol by volume. Age, undisclosed, filtration. It is, to me, unfiltered because it is cloudy. <laughs> batch size, small size, uh, small batch, mash bill, undisclosed, uh, awards, none. Color is cloudy or amber, cloudy amber. Price point, 37 to $49. Give you a little history behind Cooper's Daughter. Uh, it's bourbon aged in their own American white oak barrels and finished in a second barrel that was uh, that had black uh, uh, maple syrup. Sorry, sorry about that. This is uh, Cooper's Daughter Spirits is a woman-owned, family-operated distillery, Cooperage and Apple Orchard. The name of the distillery tells the story of the father and daughter who combined their passion to create a business together. 
Stuart Newsom's passion in history, and he had a 42-year career in historic restoration. His daughter, Sophie Newsom's passion is for farm-to-table movement, which I also enjoy. When choosing a location for the distillery, the Newsom's family chose the fertile Hudson Valley region so that they could close the farmer so they can be close to the farmers who inspire each of their spirits. The Newsoms also chose to set up shop on a property that is part of the National Register of Historic Places with two barns circa 1805 and 1790. That is those are old barns. <clears throat> Both of which were in need of a rehabilitation. And who else to rehabilitate them? Her father. 42 years experience. Uh, the property is part of the historic Jacob Rustin Van Resnelesser House and Mill Complex. Wow, did I mess that up. Uh, the Rensselaer also had his own distillery and cooperage in the 1800s. Today, the distillery and cooperage are located in the former carriage house along the Claverack Creek, 10 minutes from the city of Hudson. Local grain, fruits, botanicals, and tree syrup are the foundation for the distillery's seasonal batch spirits. Barrels are handmade on-site and are used to age bourbon and whiskey. On weekends, the distillery is open for drinks. We, we should try and go up there. Do you know how far that is from here? I don't, I don't know how far that is. What's it called? Old, um, I'll look it up. Old York Farm. It's in uh, Claverack, New York. Um, the Apple Orchard is located in Red Hook, New York, which was formerly known as the Stad- Stagis Farms. Uh, they established the 15, the 50 year old orchard is on the rehabilitation and apples will be used to make their products. Cooperage daughters, vodka. Very cool. Uh, nose and aroma. Definitely as the bottle is maple syrup, uh, as the bottle is labeled, sorry, it's smoked maple. Definitely get a whiff of the uh, maple syrup. Uh, oak. Third glass is is quite amazing. You uh you you get the charred barrel. You concur, Mister Robert? I do. I haven't smelled that in a. Oh my god! Smell it. That's pretty. Uh, Ooh, got stronger. Yeah, pretty smoky. Pretty cool. Uh, tasting notes: sweet up front, but mellows out. Finish, uh, uh smooth, delicious. Uh, just, I don't want to say. Fr- I don't want to say fruity. The maple hangs out a little bit, so it's not. It's 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 rather pleasant, if you ask me. I'm gonna give this a. Uh, I like this one a little bit better than the uh, black walnut. I'm gonna give this a seven o. Seven o. Seven o. See, look, they liked it. Would you give uh, the uh, walnut uh, six five? Right. So I would. I really love this aroma. Um, this, I, I give it a three on aroma taste. It's good. Um, and then finish is, is hold on. Let me, let me take another sip. Take another swig, Rob. The finish, I'll give it, it gives, it gives a little like sharpness at the end, a little spice. So I'll give the finish, um, I'll give it a two on the finish and then I'm going to give it a, 
I'm going to give it a two. So I'm going to give it a seven and oh, too. Wow. I like this. Seven I, I do like this. And I, I will say. Now, everybody listen out there. You got to check Rob's math because I wasn't listening. Three, two, two. <laughs> seven. Seven. Don't worry. I edited it if I mess it up. <laughs> of course you do, you bastard. <laughs> he only makes me sound like the fool. <laughs> That's the luxury of editing it yourself. Um, yeah, I think I, this is definitely better than the other one. I am. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna market the first one of the year. Well, besides Blanche, Blanche is a Oh, really? Yeah. This is, is this be, getting it? This is a shelf staple. Shil- shelf, sh- shelf staple. Oh, look at that! Shelf, shelf staple. Amazing. That's the first one of the year. Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. So, I mean, um, that. What? What? Yeah. This is where we do the outro music because Sal doesn't know what else to say. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rad Dad Show. Join us next time where we talk about something interesting that will benefit you. Ta-ta for now.